Cut judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. The Castrol Edge Rugby Championship starts August 17th. Tickets on sale now. Ticketech.com.au Good morning, everybody. What fantastic news to wake up to if you didn't stay up all night to watch uh, the semi-finals in the Super Rugby. The Brumbies have done it, beaten the Bulls in Pretoria, 26-23, with a try just a couple of minutes uh, from the finish. I have to admit, Berkey, Tim Horan, that I I went to bed, I recorded it, and thought I'll get up early and, uh, and watch it. I didn't. I, when I you know, dozed off, I wasn't expecting the win. N- not expecting the win. I not, wasn't not expecting at all. the win. Seven times the the, 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 the last uh, well, the last seven outings they haven't won over there. Mm-hmm. Um, a semi final, the Bulls full full house at Loftus, and you just think to yourself, they've got no chance of winning. Yeah, it's just sense. I'm finding hard to take you seriously. You are on your knees at the desk <laughs> talking to the microphone. What's the story, sunshine? The chair's not good enough for you. Well, the, the desk is running a little low at the moment. Last week it was high. I'll, yeah. I'll get there. I'll. I'll, I'll hey. We have a, uh, I'll stand up for you. Now, distance, we do have a desk that uh, can be elevated to about six foot, really. So you have some people who like to stand. There we go. And some people like Berkey who likes to have his legs three <laughs> metres apart. <laughs> Timmy, was it? Uh, we're going to get to this game and the other semi final won by the uh, the Chiefs twenty to nineteen, which means that's where the uh, the final will be. Were you a bit surprised though this morning when uh, with that result? Yeah, it's a great result for the Brumbies, isn't it? And also Australian rugby because, um, you know, the Brumbies now will have to come back to Canberra on Monday and then I think they'll fly to Sydney on the Wednesday, yep. fly to Auckland on the Thursday um, and obviously go down to Hamilton and probably stay the night before at, the ha- at Hamilton. So a pretty big uh, travel itinerary coming up for the Brumbies. But Jake White, yeah, to win in Pretoria, a really difficult assignment. But um, that's the great thing about having a South African coach like Jake White. He understands how to play against these teams. And it's a bit like... Ewan McKenzie, how successful he's been against New Zealand teams this year, apart from the Crusaders a week ago. Um, Jake White's done a wonderful job. He's, right. in, he's already said, Jake White, that this was all in the planning. This is all in the preparation to, to know that uh, they've got to come back from South Africa, uh, fly, as you said, Timmy, get down to, back down to Canberra, back to Sydney, off to Auckland and off to Hamilton after that. So they know there's a plan in place already. So they're not expecting anything different. The, great, the really good news for me is that given that I'm again this year emceeing the Brumbies' best and fairest night, it's going to be another sensational one. It went well last year, obviously. It went well last you. year. And <laughs> it went very well for me last year. So all that stuff that we gave you was good. Yeah, all, yeah, great. all gold. <laughs> and given the way they're going this year, it's going to be another excellent night. We're going to get to those games in some detail next, right here on The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show, and you're listening to Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is the Rocket Your Sunday Rugby Show. Very excited this morning with the news that the uh, the Brumbies are through to the Super 15 final, having beaten the Bulls at home at, uh, at Pretoria at altitude. Mm. Uh, always a tough assignment, anyway. I'm not sure exactly what the difference. It's just the the breathing after a few minutes, <gasps> having put- breathing after a few minutes, and then breathing at the end of the game as well. You just get a bit you get a bit dry, you get a bit shallow on the breath, that kind of stuff, and and you can really feel it like burn your lungs. Yeah, Benny Mullen was saying how you know obviously fit and proud of that fitness that that team is that obviously came into as well they played very good footing mm. from what I've said I must admit I didn't see it all because it was in the middle of the night but uh, have caught up with it uh, they managed to beat the Bulls 26-23 uh, a try just towards the end Jake White emotional it's, Timmy it's just such a big thing for that team to get there after we talked like, uh, over the recent weeks about the disappointments of, of last year at the back end of the season to get through to a final and do it that way is huge 
Yeah, but uh, really important to get the home qualifying game last weekend against the Cheetahs, Tony. And Berkey, you'd agree that it, that that game could have gone either way. The Cheetahs threw the ball around, and um, you know they could have, if they kicked the goal, um, the conversion at the end of the game would have tied the game up, would have gone into extra time, and the Cheetahs had the momentum. So to have that game, and then to travel all the way, you know, from Canberra, they had that night when they won the game, they had a bus trip back to Sydney uh, early in the morning on Sunday morning. They flew to South Africa to Johannesburg, then a bus up to Pretoria. So yeah, a huge travel itinerary but yeah Jake White's done a really good job the last couple of years with this team he's got a wonderful culture um, you know bringing guys in like uh, Kieran Drani who scored the match winning try um, with about 30 seconds to go in the game um, those type of players you wouldn't have seen Jesse Mogg as well and the, the leadership of Ben Moen uh, Burke you'd agree has been really important for the last 18 months with this team mm. so important yeah I want to get to that uh, in, a, in a second Burke because you mentioned that try why wouldn't we just relive it why wouldn't we hear what it sounded like here is the match winning try Tamua gets something going wrong. Yeah, oh, he has. And they snatched it. Kurindrani. There it is. Uh, they did beautiful work. It was all about, I mean, the, the thing about the, the, the game up in Pretoria, you can get caught into kicking the ball too often. And and uh, the Brumbies do like to play in the opposition half. They don't like to play in their own half. And that's what the, that's what the, the Bulls did as well. I thought um, Henry Spates' try uh, or, oh, or, or setting up to Jesse Mogg. Unbelievable! Beat three blokes, fended off, beat the fourth, and then you know put a miracle ball to Jesse Mogg, who was just sort of hanging on the outside and scored the try. Um, in moments of individual brilliance, and and Georgie Smith was outstanding uh, last night. I did see him make that rookie error of trying to take the quick tap too quickly, Timmy. I don't know if you saw that one, and uh, and fluffed it, and knocked it on. He just sort of seeing yeah. go, oh, air swing, air <laughs> swing. What, what happened there? But then um, on the, on the back of on the back of that, they they disrupted the the Bulls lineout. I thought that was probably a, one of their features last night. And the interesting part at 2019, when you talk about field position and wanting to keep pressuring, they didn't elect to go for goal. Um, yeah. Mornay Stain was was off, you could say, last night. He missed a couple of goals, and then they didn't they didn't elect to shoot for a couple of goals, which I thought was an interesting tactic, um, knowing that they they can come up against a team that could score from anywhere. Yeah, there was some thought that the Australian teams after the Lions, after that, you know, certainly the Wallabies who were involved in those teams, after that huge high of playing the Lions and then not getting the money there, when they came back to the Super Super 15s, that it was a little bit of a drop off in intensity and you know trying to get back that energy that you require. Uh, certainly for Georgie Smith, he was brilliant last night, and perhaps he was uh, he didn't he couldn't remember playing the Lions because he, he was knocked out. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was going to say maybe he actually knew what he's doing this week. Yeah, no, no, Georgia's, Georgia was, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's had an outstanding year this year as yeah. well. He's been, he's been so influential around the park and obviously came in when Pocock did his knee, uh, earlier on the season. Uh, he's just, uh, he's just a good person to have on the field. He just knows what to do. He's, he's learnt how to, how to cheat, uh, in, in, in Well, get, that's what that job requires. Correct. Getting yeah. better to cheat on the way through there, if that's the case. So he's just learning how to shortcut things and, and that's what, uh, that's what age does to you. Jake White. It's a real shame, though, Berkey, isn't it? I was going to say, um, Tony, it's a real shame, though, isn't it, for David Pocock. You, you mentioned him, Berkey, that, you know, injured very early on in the season mm. and the, his first season at the Brumbies and they make the final and not, not to be there. Hopefully he will travel with the team, you would think, over to uh, Hamilton to experience the final as well. Just saw the pictures this morning of Jake White with his team immediately after when he got onto the field. He had a tear in his eye. Mm. It was great to see him emotional. It means so much, obviously, to him. Uh, as you say, a South African vote doing so well coaching uh, with the Brumbies and taking them so far. Here's what he had to say to Fox Sports News. It's fantastic for this group of players. You know, I think you just get so excited about the fact that when you put hard yards in, you get a result. So 
You know, I, I was sitting in the box and Laurie was saying to me, we've been with the Brumbies for many, many years, and probably one of the greatest victories that Brumbies have ever done. So, yeah, I mean, when you, when you put that in perspective, you realise just how massive is this group of players. Timmy, important uh, a South African coach knowing, uh, all, I don't know, the shortcuts or whatever, but taking a team there, was that a key thing for the Brumbies, do you think? Yeah, certainly knowing, um, you know, what the, the mindset is of a South African team and how they approach the game, their game plans, and how they would want to start the game. I think the Brumbies got away to uh, a, a flying start 10-0. I think they were up at one stage. So um, knowing how to approach those sort of games in South Africa is really important. So uh, it's a wonderful effort from the Brumbies, but they will know. Jake White would have said and Ben Moen would have pu- pulled the team in uh, in the dressing shed. They would enjoy the moment, but certainly they say, well, OK, we're not over yet. There's one game to go. Um, yes, we, we didn't probably expect to get this far. Maybe some of their supporters would have and, and the players, but now they've got a final to concentrate on next weekend. I think you actually got emotional, uh, Timmy, Tony, because there was a Windhoek beer and endless <laughs> amounts of bil- biltong in the, uh, in the <laughs> coach's <laughs> box. And he was just ready to go. He's the chili biltong. Yeah. The chili biltong. <laughs> I do like the chili biltong, yeah, I have good. to admit. Yes, well, they will be ha- heading to Hamilton and the sound of cowbells will be ringing in their ears mm. uh, how well they will go because that was the other semi-final. Uh, was the Chiefs and the Crusaders. The Chiefs are uh, getting away with it 20 to 19, uh, where it looked like the Crusaders had come back and were going to take the money, uh, but no, it didn't happen. Intercept try, uh, always the killer, isn't it? You talk about momentum, and, and Crusaders were chasing hard uh, for a while there. The, the, uh, the, the try by Masaga, Timmy, when you just know that a winger shouldn't be able to run through five or six blokes, and, and the strength he showed to get across the line there yeah. was, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, then, that, that's what we call him in Australia, Masaga, but in New Zealand it's Masanga. Sorry, yeah. mate. Sorry, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I thought it was a hard G. Apo- apologies. Because <laughs> I, I know he hits that hard. He just goes, that Masanga! He does, right, yeah. right. At the same time. Um, but he was, uh, the way he scored that try was just outstanding. His ability yep. is to break what the line. Israel Dag's try. I mean, just, did he get touched? Oh, that was unbelievable, touch. wasn't it? Do we call him Dag? That was unbelievable. Yeah, we, we know he's Dag. 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 That was unbelievable try, though, wasn't it? Like, he yeah. just, it was like he's playing under, under tens. And then, obviously, Burke, as you mentioned, Aaron Crude and the intercept try yep. probably turned the game. But if the Crusaders looked like they were going to win the game, uh, even right up to the last minute or so, and Dan Carter attempted uh, drop goal about three minutes out from full time. If the Crusaders had won that game and the Brumbies, well, the, the Brumbies would have hosted the final. So yes, uh, in Canberra. So um, the Brumbies would have known that result going into their game though uh, early this morning. Yeah, it was it, it was a terrific game of football. The Chiefs and Crusaders, an absolutely sensational game. Uh, all right, we've got plenty to talk about. We obviously will preview the final later in the show. We we'll want to talk about some souvenirs being thrown into the crowd? What did you boys get up to in your day? This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday Rugby Show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Black Keys, that is Lonely Boy. This is The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show on Triple M. Tim Hoare and Matt Burke and Tony Squires with you with the sensational news that the Cruz, the, the Brumbies sorry, have beaten the Bulls. Well, the Crusaders are involved, but they got beaten. The Brumbies, uh, 26, 23 winners over the Bulls will make the final. They'll play against the Chiefs in Hamilton. We'll get to a preview of that game in this hour. Uh, in that other game, though, Dan Carter, Timmy Horan, who's doing something a little bit special. What's been going on? Yeah, he has. The last uh, three or four weeks, uh, every time Dan Carter has been taking a kick, I'm not sure if, if people have been watching the game, mm. he'll take a kick for goal or a penalty, and then he'll pick up his kicking tee, 
because nine times out of ten he's successful in making a kick. So as he's running back to um, past halfway, he throws his kicking tee into the crowd and he chooses different places to do that. And the kids, as he's lining up a kick, you can see all the kids um, move, move across to an area in the grandstand close to where he's taking that kick because they know he's going to throw the kicking tee. And so they, he must throw probably, I suppose, ten kicking tees into the crowd uh, throughout the game, which is a wonderful experience for kids at the well, ground. Has he been doing this all his career? He must have gone through a lot of kicking tees. <laughs> no, it's, it looks like it's been only the last four or five weeks, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, mean, I remember my Did last game, and Berkey, I, I think you were there at, at Ballymore. Where I played um, the last Test match I played in Ballymore. Picked up my um, boots and threw them up to the Forex Hill, uh, and you know people were sort of fighting over to get them, or I don't know whether they, they, someone dropped the beer and they were going for the beer rather than the boot, but. Um, <laughs> But I do remember, um, I think it might have been Adam Ashley Cooper threw a pair of his boots to the crowd at Suncorp Stadium uh, about two, three years ago. And then on the Monday morning press conference, he said to the press, uh, I'll throw my boots to the crowd. Um, Could um, the people who picked them um, up out of the crowd, could they please return them because I've got my $400 orthotics left in them? (laughs) It was too. It was too. I was going to say about Dan Carter. I mean, what what would happen if you ran out of kicking tees? It's like if you ran out of golf balls, like if you dropped it in the water every time. And all of a sudden, bucket again. Oh, he's just doing the heel into the ground, and then you know, <laughs> placing it old school. Timmy, I, I uh, my auntie rang up uh, my mother at one stage there and said, after a goal kick, he said, "Who's he? Who is he waving to in the crowd after he after he finishes the kick?" And, and mum sort of asked me. I said, I, "I don't know what you're talking about." I was thinking, "Is it my left arm when I go up? No, when I'm kicking." Mm-hmm. But oh, as I ran off, I used to throw the tee to the guy on the sideline, those in the uh, ball boy, and it looked like I was doing a little throwaway <laughs> wave type number. It was like, ah, oh, no, not quite, not quite. Did you throw your anything into the crowd, souvenir style? Uh, I, I did, I did. Um, I, I gave a pair of boots to a, uh, a young lad in uh, the UK after one of the games at Twickenham because mm. obviously when you're coming home, you've got to have all your boots cleaned yes. through customs and, and uh, quarantine. And you, were so, too la- you were too lazy to clean them. You way too lazy. Right. Exactly right, Timmy. You're on it straight away. So these were, were muddied up and, and the rest of it. So I thought, I'll just, I'll just hand them a little kill on the way out there. Sorry, young fellow, as you're walking out to the race to, towards the bus and said, hey, son, how about a pair of these ones? And he looked at me and went, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. So I just walked over to the bin and dropped them in the bin. Thanks very much. I love it. Gordon Dallas was the same, though. He said he'd never washed a pair of socks. So every game he would give... His socks. Away. I once played, give them away to some, you know, a, a kid, which is terrific. Fantastic. A pair of stinky, smelly socks. Yeah, and then, then you get the invoice at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> 43 pairs of socks. <laughs> it's a rock, your Sunday rugby show. 2X Wallabies. It's gonna be a and one Wally. Tim Horan, Matthew Burke and Tony Squires. Sunday rugby show. This is the rock. Berkey, you mentioned throwing your, uh, offering your football boots mm. to uh, a young fan who turned out to be not such a great fan who didn't want them. Uh, ended up in the bin. In the bin. Mm-hmm. Bins, uh, uh, just take me to the garbage uh, and the garbage truck. My, my son, Harry, uh, is obsessed with garbage truck. Well, every you know, Thursday morning when the garbage truck comes, you hear the sound of the garbage truck coming down the street. And garbage truck, garbage truck. So we have to go out. They are the kind of the new, for my, my son, they're the superheroes. So you're up go. early then? Yeah, very early. Well, very. I've got I've got to be up putting my rubbish in other people's bins quite early, <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah. that's does he have a, Does he have a fat controller? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's far. Oh, Thomas the Tank is like that. Yeah, the fat <laughs> controller. <laughs> fat controller. Uh, it is a little bit like that, but he's he's absolutely obsessed. Is this something that is particular only to me and my family? If your kids, your girls, did they ever have no, a? No, not 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 the truck. But uh, I do like going to the tip, though. I, I, oh, I, do you? Yeah, the tip? yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy a, a tip run where I can just sort of break stuff. You know, like I, I can just throw and break. So if I 
you know, it's not just a case of putting it down. It's trying to find something out there that I can throw and try and land it on and break. It becomes a bit of a game. Right. Glassware? Um, yeah, glass. Berkey, that's interesting because I, I know how many plasma TVs you got. So when you pick up a, a plasma and you go there and, and you've got all those people next to you in trailers looking, oh, you're throwing in a plasma TV? Can plasma. I have it? Then you just chuck it and Smash it breaks. It. Yeah. Just, and, and just look at it. Well, I did that once, Timmy. I had some, had some stuff. We did the, the big clean-up and I had some old vases that I, that I had. And where'd, I had where'd you get them from? I think they could have been some gifts from way back, Tone. Yeah, yeah. Like weddings or something? Yeah, but they, they were cracked and stuff. Yeah, they'd, they'd seen their time. They'd seen their time, little chips and that kind of stuff. So they weren't sort of, you know, they weren't going to fit. And, uh, and, I, and I took them. Scrambling. I was scrambling, chasing. <laughs> I took them to the tip and I, and I, I threw one, but not just throw it. I, I got some height on it, so really? it really shattered. Mm. And then I turned around and did like a, a, a discus pirouette for another one and threw it. Nice. And there was a, a, an, an older lady and a, a, a young, and obviously the daughter came up beside me. She said, excuse me, I'll just ask you a question. Is this a bad breakup? <laughs> I said, no. I said, I'm just enjoying the sound of smashing glass. That was quite funny. That uh, is sensational. Uh, all right, I don't like the tip because it involves the trailer and reversing the trailer. Can't do? Can't do. Absolutely cannot do. Have to get out, take the trailer off and take oh, it back. Undo and the trailer. Undo the trailer. Come on, mate. <laughs> Push him no. back. Yeah, it's not. My father is very That's un-Australian. It is very, very. It's certainly un-Newcastle. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it doesn't go well in Newcastle at all. Uh, just quickly, before we get to the other games, the uh, the playoff for these South African teams that will stay in the Super 15s will be on next week, the Kings and the Lions. Who yeah. do you like there? What's going to happen, do you think? Well, I'd say, Berkey, um, you understand that... Uh, so with the Lions, the, the Lions were in Super Rugby. Um, now they've got a chance to get back in. So the Kings came in, yep. and the Kings have a playoff against the Lions next or this Saturday coming up to see who... So it's not a relegation, automatic relegation. Um, the five teams in South Africa, the, the bottom place team has a chance to stay there by playing off the Lions or whoever mm. uh, is eligible to play. So oh, I'd say the Kings, if uh, depends where it's played. I'm, I'm pretty sure... I'm not sure if it's played at neutral territory or not, whether it's played at the King's Ground. If it's played at the King's Ground, they'll be favourites to win it. Excuse my naivety, but the, does the Lions play in a, in a division enough that they can, you know, they've got enough football now to be playing, you know, Timmy, so they've got at least some base to come back at the uh, Kings with? Oh, yeah, they'll be, they'll be coming through to uh, preparing to play in the Curry Cup now. So yep. Curry Cup's a wonderful competition. That's their, their second-tier competition, right, okay. a bit like the ITM Cup yep. in New Zealand. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Incubus, that is Drive, and this is The Ruck. You're listening to Triple M, the Wallabies, the 40-man training squad uh, for the Rugby Championship has been announced under new super coach Ewan McKenzie. Uh, look, there's a couple of stories there. I suppose the big story, but one that is completely un- uh, not uh, unexpected, is Quade Cooper's return to, not necessarily yet the gold jersey, but certainly to the squad. Now, given his relationship with the Reds uh, and Ewan, that wasn't a surprise at all. Uh, how important, though, Berkey, is it to see for you to see him there in that forty-man list? I think it's. Uh, I mean, it was, it was going to be a given um, yep. from the from the situation that happened, uh, you know, twelve months ago thereabouts, um, and with the the former coach, he was uh, he was just biding his time. He was waiting for McKenzie to get the top job, and as was McKenzie waiting himself to get the top job. I think what it, what it's also done as well is is allowed a couple of other guys like uh, Matt Tamua and Bernard Foley to be involved in the squad as well, which means. There's going to be a little bit of pressure on on the players, you know, moving forward. They they're not necessarily guaranteed a gold jersey, as I think Mackenzie stated at one stage. There, that it's, it's a week to week contract, and if you're not on, by means of whether it's playing or off field scenarios, you know, you, you don't you're not entitled to the jersey. So um, he was always going to be there. His attacking skills uh, were are, are right up there. 
as we mentioned ages ago, I think it was before the Lions series, I picked him as a 9-10 combination with with uh, with Genia. Um, it, sometimes he gets himself out of trouble, but he gets himself a lot into trouble or into trouble as well. So he's got to minimise that part of his game and, and work on the other part of it and, and at that next level especially. But having those other two guys there just may mean just give him a hurry up as well. Timmy, do you see him striding straight into the 10? Um, it'll take some time. I, I, I'd say he'd start at 10. I mean... Quade Cooper's a wonderful player, and, he, and he's got such a good combination with Will Genia, but a better combination with Ewan McKenzie. And I think Quade Cooper's really matured as a, as a person off the field in the last 18 months. I think he, Ewan McKenzie gives him a lot of responsibility, gives him accountability as well on the field, um, as well as off the field. So he would have to earn his a spot, but also he'll have to earn the respect of the players uh, to get back into that team and show them not 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 so much on the field but off the field as well what it means to be part of the team and I think also James O'Connor as well looks like he's been selected as a winger or a fullback within this team um, so you and McKenzie will try and create a culture that um, you know allows players an opportunity and a clean slate as well um, he would probably say that didn't happen on my watch James O'Connor but when you're in my team now this is the this is how you have to conduct yourself off the field and on the field. And um, no Curtly Beal. Um, Injuries for Curtly like, Beal? Or? Shoulder, yeah. yeah, it looks like he's got a shoulder operation coming up, Berkey. Um, so it looks like he's out probably for the whole season. So, And I'm not sure whether that was, was a requirement of potentially signing with the Waratahs that... If you sign with us, you have to go and get a shoulder operation so you're fixed and ready for Super Rugby next year. Because it's been lingering for a while too, hasn't it, this, this shoulder injury? I think it's been at least sort of 12 months thereabouts. So, yeah, you've got, you got to get it sorted because he's going to be around for a yeah. while, get it sorted, make yeah, it better. But, but it's a good 40-man squad too. Uh, you know, Matt Tamu and Nick White, I'm really pleased for Nick White uh, to be in that 40-man squad, the yeah. halfback from the Brumbies. Uh, Jake Schatz has come into the team as well, into the squad. Uh, but Ewan McKenzie knows how he plays. Hugh McMinimum uh, was there and thereabouts around the line. So he's just had a few injuries, so... It'd be uh, interesting to see what he, he can uh, provide you and McKenzie. And uh, Kurandrani, so the centre. Scored the winning try last night. Who, yep. Yeah, so great to see him there as well. Yeah, and even Peter Pease, I mean, he's played, played some great games for the Waratahs this I, year. I think, I think it's about just getting exposure as well. Yeah. I mean, this is the 40 man squad. It's going to get cut down to 30 for the, for the series ca- yep. coming up. But being there and around it and being given a bag with a jersey and that kind, of, that kind of stuff to say you've made the next level, that can sometimes just. Trigger something in, in in a player's mind that thinks that that thinks I, I'm I'm good enough to be here now. I, I'll I can go away whether it's go back to club level and your 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 players at another level up from everyone else. So it, it's just a, sometimes a bit of a a reward to say you know well done for the year. How important is it for you and McKenzie? Obviously he'll be in a honeymoon period. Yet after the what's happened with the Lions, there's a great deal of expectation on this team, and I think in the uh, the rugby championship they may start with the All Blacks yep. at ANZ Stadium. Now. The All Blacks uh, just seem to be another notch up from the other teams in this rugby championship. How important is it for the Wallabies to get off to a good start in that game? Four weeks' time is the uh, is the first test match, and, and, and yes, very much so. So the guys going to camp tomorrow, I think it is, so they all get together, and um, and they'll work on a few bits and pieces. I mean, I, I don't know how much tinkering they're going to do with, with the, the game and the game plan. There'll obviously be a little bit. But I think the emphasis that uh, that Mackenzie's uh, speaking about is if you see opportunity, you know, play. Like if it's on, he's, he's spoken about talent and attitude, and I think attitude is probably the biggest part of it. So, you know, when you get to that level, everyone's got the same amount of skill thereabouts. Uh, it's about uh, it's about getting your head switched on and being in the right spot to be able to to play against the All Blacks. Remember that, well, they are, they bleed, they they are human, they 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 hurt like everyone else. So you just got to make sure that you keep that consistency for the eighty minutes, not just knock off. With three minutes to go, that's when they seem to knock you over. 
And importantly, this show will be with you across the rugby championship as well every Sunday on Triple M. It's The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Love an elevator on The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. All right, very shortly we will preview the Super 15 final between the Brumbies and the Chiefs. Before then, just a bit of a sports all-in for you, just those scores in the rugby, though. The Chiefs 20 over the Crusaders 19 in the first semifinal uh, yesterday evening, followed by the the glory of the Brumbies, 26 uh, over the Bulls, 23. That sets up that final. In the NRL, South Sydney, 32, back to form after last weekend's, last Monday's loss to St George. They uh, rolled the Gold Coast for Titans, 4. The Dragons, on the, other, on the other hand, did you ever have teams that you just could not beat? The Canberra Raiders, Queensland. they've beaten St George since... I think just before electricity electricity was invented <laughs> was the last time uh, St George Illawarra or St George won twenty two eighteen. They did. Timmy, was there any team that for you was just uh, a bogey team? I think in the early days we really struggled to beat Auckland. Uh, in the early days, um, <laughs> there's always did. one or two teams. Yeah, there's one or two teams, but uh, no, they don't, they're struggling, aren't they? Uh, um, ridiculous. David Ferner, he's done well. He's come back, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Bulldogs forty over the uh, Eels twelve. Gee, great start for the Eels. First kick off, tried the short one. Uh, they got the ball, the Bulldogs, and uh, went and score. <laughs> we'll try something a bit longer, so they kicked it out in the full for the second one. <laughs> it was sixteen nil. Eleven minutes in the game, and the Eels hadn't actually touched the ball. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine Ricky on the sideline. Oh, yes. He'd be filthy. <laughs> it would be. A lot of people's names up in, uh, in lights, and you're not required next year. <laughs> Brisbane Broncos, 18, over the North Queensland Cowboys, 16. In the AFL, Fremantle, 75, beat the Crows, 53. St Kilda's year just gets worse and worse. Beaten by 100. Geelong, 137. St Kilda, 36. Great Western Sydney looked good. They led the first quarter. They led by 16, I think it was, at half time. Jamie Cameron, this young kid, uh, he's now third, I think, in the Coleman medal. Kicked 50 goals so far. Only a couple solid, behind Buddy it? Franklin. Incredibly solid. Good, good player. But uh, as always, young bodies by the end of the game, uh, the kind of more mature bodies come through. 106 to 66, Collingwood eventually beat them. Uh, North Melbourne thrashed Melbourne 150 to 28. The uh, Carlton 120 beat the Gold Coast 77 and 143 points for Hawthorne, who looks so dangerous this season over Essendon 87. That was the top of the table clash. There you go. That's your sports all in. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. We'll preview the Super 15 final right here on the Ruck. This is the Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is the Ruck. Before we get to previewing the Super 15 final, Timmy, uh, now your boy had a big game of footy. Was it yesterday? Yeah, he played yesterday. Yeah, mm. played through school. How'd he go? Mm. Yeah, yeah, they went well. They scored a try on actually after the bell to uh, win the game against my old school, actually Downlands College up in Toowoomba, up oh, on the range. So, um, who did but he, he got yellow carded? He got a yellow card though. Really? Like father, like son there. Just a dirty player. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I got, I got one yellow card in my career in a trial game. So uh, he started, he started with, we won all now. So, um. did, now, you, who did you uh, support, your, your son or your, your former team? Because I'm just thinking, if I was a father and, and, say, somebody was playing and my son school, was playing against... School. Well, not against, say, against uh, St George or the team you've supported all your life, I, mm. I would have to go for the team over the son. What do you think? Oh, would you really? Mm, absolutely. No, no, I, I went with a young fella, so really? <laughs> I had to support him. But uh, yeah, it's a, well, it was my old school. I hadn't been there for twenty odd years, so I thought that you know there was enough break in the in the traffic there. So what about that? No, they what did well. It was good. Uh, what about that? I was going to say, son, I can I can see a big gap between two and three. Get there, and just know that he's going to get smashed. Bang! <laughs> well done, boys. You sorted him out. Exactly. <laughs> no, one yellow card each. So we got. So. Oh, that is brilliant. What for? Yeah. 
Timmy? High, high shot, rugging, uh, excessive, sexy. No, nah, just a good solid tackle. I think he picked the bike up and drove him into the ground. You know, solid tackle. But in rugby, you can't do big tackles. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can't do a lot of things. There's a lot of laws. The referees are spoiled for choice. Uh, all, right. <laughs> all right, this final. Let's get there. It is the Chiefs, and it is going to be in Hamilton taking on the Brumbies. Uh, Timmy, how do you think this is going to go? Uh, it'll be interesting because the Chiefs, are, they look like uh, last night, when they won the game last night, uh, they were so relieved and you can see they were um, excited. I just hope they haven't played their final in that match. And sometimes that can happen in semi-finals. They can be the harder matches because... And it was um, intense. Crusaders, a lot of, yeah, and um, you know, there's a lot of hits in the game. I thought they did really well. Their coach brought on a lot of replacements with about 20, 25 minutes to go and got the jump on the Crusaders. So... Um, yeah, the Brumbies, as we mentioned at the start of the show, a big travel itinerary coming back from um, South Africa to Canberra on Monday, to Sydney on Wednesday, to Auckland on Thursday, prepare to this game on Saturday night. So uh, the Brumbies are a big chance. So they, if they can start well, Nick White, Ben Moen, uh, if those two can combine, um, Christian Leleofana, if he can get a few kicks early, um, they'll put some pressure on the Chiefs. And uh, who knows? Uh, I think they're a really good chance, and they deserve to be there after the season that they've had. I think you've got to prepare for everything, though, don't you, Tim? Remember last year... It it poured uh, over in Hamilton when the Sharks uh, tried to play. Um, you see, so you've got to get ready for anything. Like last week, or, or the, the game overnight in, in Pretoria was, you know, perfect running rugby condition, so to speak. So, you know, this week they've got to come up with the idea of if they need to play smart, so their, their kicking game's got to be strong if that's the case. That's Mog and Tamura if that's the case. Even Nick White, as you mentioned, getting around the park. But then, even more importantly, um, front row, C.O. Moore, Alexander are going to have to be incredibly strong to make sure they can give a, I suppose, a, a platform, you could say, for the other guys to do some stuff. Is it hard to prepare, given that they haven't played each other this season? I think last time they met was uh, March last year, mm. then the Chiefs won 29-22. Uh, but not playing the team that you're in the, you know, the grand final uh, against the final of this competition without having met them in, in the season uh, just, just gone? I think it could be both good for both sides. Um, Berkey, what, what do you think? I mean, I think that they haven't seen, haven't played against them uh, this year. Um, it's, it's probably perfect for both teams. So the Brumbies will go over there. Uh, they'll be underdogs. The Chiefs will be under enormous pressure. Uh, the Chiefs will obviously play in the game. Will be in Hamilton, which only holds about twenty five thousand people. But should they stay twenty four and a half thousand? About forty thousand oh, well, cowbells. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They <laughs> get the cowbells and the sheep bells as well. They bring them all in. Um, but uh, they they had an opportunity last year to take the game to Auckland, and I would have thought that would have been a good opportunity to go there, 55,000 people. But that's like asking the Queensland Reds to go and play in Sydney. So yep. um, they are very tribal there in New Zealand and uh, have a lot of uh, lot of supporters there. It's a, it's a great game. For them to host the final two years in a row, it's fantastic for New Zealand rugby. But then both these teams will play against... Some of the players from both teams will play against each other. You know, the 17th of August is the first Bledisloe, and then the second Bledisloe, the 24th of August in Wellington. So uh, it'll come around pretty quick. All right, give me a score. Who wins? Oh, the Chiefs are going to be hard to beat, but um, I just think the Brumbies, if they've got some momentum going into this game, um, the Brum Brumbies by three points. There you go, upset. Beautiful. Berkey? Tim, Brumbies by three as well. I think so. Oh. Brumbies by three. You've gone exactly the same points and everything. Well, All right. What? Well, Tony, you go against us. Go against us. Go the Chiefs. Brumbies we'll by have a little bottle of red on it. Brumbies by two. <laughs> it's the rock. We'll find out next week how that goes. Get out, enjoy your footy, and we'll see you soon.